friends, family, welcome. Coming to you from the not so nice part of Gramercy on the island of Manhattan. This is episode 10 of the Miles by Mike podcast. Final episode of a show dedicated to bringing you, my loving, loyal, with <laughs> Bill in a while, legion of followers. Hopefully they're still loyal. Yeah, hopefully they're still loyal. An inside look on my journey to running in the 2016 New York City Marathon, which is no longer a journey. I have completed the journey. We are recapping it today. I am lucky enough to have the man who, who introduced me to AmeriCares, got me started on this adventure, Timmy Bozak. Welcome again to the pod, Tim. Thank you again. I'm honored by your confidence in me to do the last one, so thanks for having me on. I mean, I thought Congratulations was... on finishing. Thank you. You thank walked you. up the stairs or whatever to get here, too, so you can still walk. It's been a couple of weeks since the big day, but it's still fresh in my mind. Feels like just yesterday. Body coming back together, luckily, but I'm excited to talk a little bit about my experiences. I know I've talked to you a little bit about some of the things that went on mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Haven't had the chance to update all the followers and people who have listened along the way, so I'm very lucky to do that. I know you have a bunch of questions for me. Can I, I start with the first one on everybody's mind? Do you have any toenails? Well, Tim, I'm gonna have to crack open a cold one, <laughs> sit back in my chair. Uh, I lost two toenails. Uh, I didn't expect to lose two during the race. I was relatively uh, good in the shoe department, but I guess God had other plans for those guys. Feeling good though. From they a run back. It's been two weeks now. They're uh, the skin underneath. All the blood's gone away, so that's been a big accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna weed out anybody who's got a queasy stomach early here. Yeah, no, we're uh, I think toenails should be good going forward Hopefully So I don't want to get into the finish yet, but I, okay. I think we should paint a timeline here I want to hear about yeah. the beginning experience. I remember from your brother Brian's podcast going through that whole thing mm -hmm. Getting there the whole experience. So I want to get your take on, on everything I know you had Kip give you a little advice yeah. on how to get over there down to Staten Island so Pick me a picture. First off, what did you eat over the weekend? Because I know you probably went all out on the carbs. Well, the the big day really got started a couple of days beforehand due to my Cosnick-esque approach to doing the marathon. I was pretty good at getting things organized ahead of time and doing the training, but I had to do something, I guess, Brian-esque and not book my official transportation to the marathon starting line, which was unfortunate. Basically, I, I guess, which I learned after the fact, you have to book your official transportation a couple of months in advance. Months? Yeah, and I think it was in July. And when they asked me if I wanted to do official transportation, I said, oh no, I'm just gonna take the Staten Island Ferry over. Little did I know, the Staten Island Ferry is the, the official transportation. Ah. And on top of that, when you take the Staten Island Ferry over, there's a bus then that takes you from the terminal to the start line. Which again, That's I... That's not close? No, it's not. It's oh. like, it was, I think, five miles, Whoa. seven miles. But I just assumed I'd be walking right off the boat to, like, the starting <laughs> line. You know, me and the Kenyans lining up. <laughs> but uh, that was not the case. So I had to go 
to the Javits Center. You have to go and pick up your race bib, and basically they give you a little baggie of swag. I, I got a shirt. I got some power bars. I got some of those gels, the goos, which were huge, and some information. But anyway, I did that on Thursday, and then I realized that I didn't book my official transportation, so I had to go back. Oof. And the, they do a pretty good job of organizing it. It's based on your number, I guess, your bib number. So you just go to that certain section. They'll hand you your starter packet, whatever, and then you're on your way. But tons of security. They have all this merchandise for sale. So going there twice was not ideal, especially having to go the Saturday before the race. When I got there, the only ferry available to go over to the starting line was 5.30 in the morning. And what time are you supposed to take off? I was, my scheduled time was 9.50. Oh my God. And it takes, I think they recommend an hour and a half. So basically I would get there at 7 and not have to run until 10, essentially. Ooh. Yeah. And so I was able to get the, the ferry time, thank God. And I went straight to the AmeriCare's pasta lunch. Nice. So that was the first thing I really had uh, in terms of getting ready for the marathon. Bunch of pasta and pizza, compliments of AmeriCare's. Nobody eats pasta like you do, Oh, too. it... So I wanted to get a lot of pasta down, but I also wanted to make sure I had room for pasta later. <laughs> it was a delicate bouncing, bouncing act. Has that ever stopped you before from eating? No, I, I had my fair share. I think I had like <laughs> six or seven plates. They were small, but uh, Holly was there. I was able to talk with her a little and meet some of the other representatives that were running. I, I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but we were... Swapping war stories of training. And they looked at the back of your head the rest of the way. Basically, yeah. I was like, uh, good luck, but eat my dust. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. We're all one team. We're all supporting one another. So you're supposed to go at 9.50. Mm -hmm. What time did you have to get up? So I, well, I had the, the pasta later that night, but then I had to get up at, I think it was 4.15. And... Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. It was dark out, but this was also daylight savings, so it felt like five fifteen. Uh -huh. But I get up, and I first thing that I did had to patch up the nipples, <laughs> make sure they were covered. Kip, shout out to you for telling me about that because I probably wouldn't have done that otherwise. Had to make sure get the bad boys covered. Didn't want any. Leakage, yes. Okay. That's a that's a bad term. Let's move on from that one. God, you <laughs> patched anyway, up your nipples. Patch, good. Patch the nipples up. I got uh, the day before a portable phone charger because I was worried that my phone won't be charged on the run. I got a backup MP3 player because I was also worried if my phone died, which it was acting up a little before, that that would be an issue. And then you know some goose, some granola bars, bikes down to the ferry at 4.30 in the morning. That was that was an interesting start to the day. <laughs> Not that many city bikers out at 4 o'clock? No, I, I pretty much had the roads to myself. I was going <laughs> to bike. I actually thought of you. I was going to bike the East River down there. But then I remember our conversation about running after dark on the East River, thinking... A little bit sketchy. 4.30 is kind of dark out. I don't know if I want to be waking the men that are sleeping out there at that hour. So I decided to go down, I think it was 2nd Ave., Pretty uneventful, got there, and then it started to hit me, I'm actually going to be running this, 
wow, there are a lot of people here. So do you have a lot of pocket with your goos and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so I had, I had like a clear bag that you're allowed to bring into the starting area. I had a bunch of stuff in my pockets. You bring clothing that you're giving away because you can't store it anywhere unless you plan ahead. So I just had a sweatshirt, no um, pants, I mean my shorts and my shoes, but you get into the terminal. There are a ton of other runners there, a couple drunkies, I guess, going <laughs> going home after a late night out. So there were, there were a few and far between, but yeah, I mean, it was just a whole diverse crowd of runners. Everyone gets onto the ferry, you go. I got onto the buses once I got to the other side. There was actually a cameraman in our bus, and he was going around filming stuff. I don't think I made the broadcast. No one mentioned anything. No one was watching at that hour. No, I don't. Well, I think it started later. They might have been filming. I don't know. I was going to ask him, but sat next to this really young young guy, same age as me. Didn't say anything to him, but he looked like he was ready to run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you get to like the starting line at like 7. Yeah. How do you, do you like stay loose? Do you hydrate? Uh, do you pee your pants? What yeah, you but basically. Well, so speaking of peeing my pants, I had to go to the bathroom pretty bad. I go, they had tons of porta potty set up, so I go to one. And I pick one, open the door, and this guy is just standing there. He has a top on, but no pants on. <laughs> and he looks at me, and he, like, slams the door shut. He's like, what the heck, dude? Just like, are you serious? Like, this is a porta potty Like, you close it. It says vacant. Right? And, or occupied. Yeah, like, there was a green sign. I was going to open it. So that was a, an eventful start, 6.30 in the morning, you're, seeing... You're uh, two and a half hours to get over it. Yeah, exactly. But... I went to the main area, they were giving out food, drinks, I had a bagel, sat down, and there were a bunch of people around me, right next to me, little old lady in a trash bag, literally dressed up in a trash bag, <laughs> little, I, I learned later that's a way to stay warm, she was engaging, no problem donating that clothing, no, either. no problem donating, that's pretty cheap, <laughs> <laughs> even I would be willing to, uh, <laughs> to donate that, <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, she, she was talking with some people next to me, and then she turns to me. I stupidly made eye contact. Not stupidly, but you know, you're, you're in the city. Tim, you live here. You, you can't make eye contact with the loonies. <laughs> I, I you get a serious look on your yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. You know. I didn't know she was a loony. She, she was very nice. I forget her name, but right when she started talking to me, I knew I was in for uh, a, a, a long haul in terms of conversation with this one. But she was great. Uh, I forget her name. I actually spent an hour earlier trying to find out how she finished. <laughs> I was like, so she's from, I know every life detail about her, but I don't know her name. <laughs> she's from Florida. She's like 60-something years old. This was her first New York marathon. She was a little girl growing up in Secaucus when she first decided she wanted to run in it. She had, yeah, never ran a marathon, never ran the New York City Marathon, always wanted to run it. Um, joined some running club in Florida like five years ago. Oh, she was also a gymnast at Michigan State. She was telling me all about her family, her husband, all that. And part of me, in the back of my mind, my New York part of me was thinking, what's the angle here? What's she going to ask me for? You know, I, I debated... Uh, asking her a little bit more about, I guess, her background, but I had to go eventually. And I, I also debated getting her number. I wanted to see how she finished, but I didn't end up doing that. She's from Secaucus. Yeah. Good I, idea. Exactly. I, I don't want to be in Jersey too much. <laughs> no, love Jersey. Um, but, yeah, so I met her, and then I went to... The way that it works is you go to another starting area, 
and they load you into gates. Like cattle. Like cattle, basically. So you get loaded into a gate, I think, 30 minutes in advance, and you're just kind of milling around with your other fellow cattle that are going to be running for three, four hours. And I met some young man from the Netherlands who was a student. He was visiting, running in the marathon. I guess he'd signed up with his dad and his sister. They both backed out, so he was the only one running. Naturally, had to ask him if he knew Niels Janess. Had to. Had to. Shout out Niels. Yeah, Niels, if you're listening, yeah, he, he was a good... Keep bringing in those ladies. Exactly. Keep the ladies coming. <laughs> um, but she was, or he was... Didn't know Niels? Great guy. Didn't know Niels. Damn. You know, I thought it was One a small, of the few. Thought it was a small island. No, that's not an island, is it? <laughs> no. no. I know that they have, like, the, uh, what are the, the Dutch barriers, what are they called? Yeah, Dykes, Dykes, Dykes. Oh. They keep the water out. Oh, yeah, Come on. Yeah. Third grade history. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, great guy running in his first marathon, first New York one. He wanted to go out, and this is getting now into the technical part of the running, which I know you've done some background I research have. on. I have. He wanted to run a three and a half hour marathon. And I told him, oh, man, like, that's great. I'm excited for you. I'm not running with you because I'm going to be crushing that. <laughs> And so I decided, I was like, oh, you know, you'll be fine, we'll be great, you'll be behind me, obviously, but I'm hoping to run the 315. So anyway, we get moved up to the starting line, um, we were standing there for another 20, 30 minutes, waiting for the official runners, because we're going off with the men. So the You went off with the Ethiopians? Oh, I went off, Kenyans? yeah, we, we were giving high fives as they walked by up to the starting line, no. Didn't do that. But they were going off first. And the craziest thing, I, I think I told you this and some other people, but when you're waiting to run, and this was like five or ten minutes, I guess some people had to go to the bathroom. There were guys literally just going to the bathroom, like, right six feet away from me. Like, against a wall. Continue the cattle. Yeah, and I'm just like, are, are we just completely, like, degrading ourselves to, like this right now like there are women and children here sir <laughs> this was but, a pre-trump world yeah too. oh yeah no now it, i mean there was organization and government yeah but um it was a little alarming but anyway so what's the official is there a gun or how does it officially there start was a, and i think yeah there was a gun actually and are you pushing people out of the way and i hear it's a zoo going across yeah, the bridge the people started going i was pretty far towards the back I think it took two minutes from when the professional runners went off to when I first crossed the starting line. And the first couple, you know, half mile, quarter mile, I'm thinking not too fast. Because if there's one thing that everyone's told me, including your dad, yeah, was... From my cousin, yeah. <laughs> and your cousin, cousin, don't go out too fast because that totally kills you. So... I was enjoying myself. Quick question before we get mm -hmm. to the numbers. What was your takeoff song? Do you remember? Oh, God. I don't know if I listened to a song right off the back. You don't want to get too jacked up, right? Exactly. I was like, if I, if I listen to a song, it's going to be, I'm just going to be flying. Yeah. But I think I was listening. They had some music playing right at the beginning. Oh, okay. But then I soon got on the bridge, and it was pretty quiet on the bridge. It's just a bunch of people running. Everyone obviously. focused. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, started That's a funny off. thing to think about. There's tens of thousands of people crossing the bridge, and it's basically silence, right? 
just the... Yeah, it was kind of eerie. Like, I've never been so close to so many people and had it just been... No one says a word. No, no words. I actually, that was when, the first mile, when I bumped the most people. Because there were people on the left and right, and then it's like, some people were going slower, and you go to the left to try and go faster, and someone will come, you know, to your left or right and hit you. And it wasn't anything that bad, but it was definitely more contact than I'm used to running. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So we're not going to go through every split, but mm -hmm. the first 5K, which is three spot, one one miles, mm -hmm. you went out in 719. Yeah, 719 mile, right? How were you feeling? Was, did you have to, <sighs> did you feel like you were on pace despite pushing people out of the way? Well, again, I, I think um, I might have mentioned this to some people, but I started off 830 for my first mile. I was timing it as I was going. Which because, was sort of out of your control, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, which was out of my control, but also I think I could have gone a little faster. Anyway, I was hoping to average like 7.30, and after that, I was just like, oh man, i got to catch up. So then I think I ran my second mile like 6.20. Oh my god. Yeah, which... That's insane. I, I was, in my mind at the time, I was like, okay, well now I'm running a 7.30 mile, kind of averaged it out. But... I found out later that doing that is the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to start out slow and just speed up right at the beginning. Thinking it averages out. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of my slow decline. Anyway, yeah, finished the first 719. I was feeling good, really enjoying the day. Uh, I was, you know, making great strides past a lot of people, past some of the crowds. I saw the 330 guy who I'm going to get to later, but they have the pace runners. Do you right. know about these? Yeah, I saw them. But yeah. So they have the pace runners and basically they are people who are paid to run with the runners and they hold up signs with the finish time that they're going to get. So they pace themselves to finish. I think it's like four out in four hours and three and a half hours and 325 and 315. And I saw the 330 people so if I had basically ran with them, the idea is that I would finish mm -hmm. 3.30. And I'm like, oh, these guys are going so slow. I'm going to pull ahead of them. And I'm thinking about what happened to my brother and how he was trying to do the four-hour pace. And he pulled it too far ahead, and then they passed them. But I'm thinking I'm, I'm better prepared than Brian. And uh, I guess, obviously, in the end, well, I don't want to spoil anything. We're gonna no get spoilers. That, but... We're going to get there. So <laughs> I don't mean to totally gloss over the next casual 14 miles, yeah. but I'd like to do so. Okay. So... The 10K split, you were going at an average of 7.16 mm -hmm. on that 5K. The next 5K, you were at 7.28, mm -hmm. still relatively on pace there. The next, to get to 20K, it was another 7.27. So let's average that out to just over 7.20 a mile through the first, what is that, 20K. The next 5K, 7.47, mm -hmm. slowing down a little bit. You're starting to and these are almost get on per mile times. These are per mile per times. times. Yeah, just... They have it broken out on the website by 5K, okay. so that's how I average it out. So after 25 kilometers, which is just over 15 and a half miles, you're at an hour, 55 minutes, and 53 seconds. Mm -hmm. So you're just past the halfway point. Yeah. How are you feeling? You're still in Brooklyn? I remember, I remember just past the halfway point. It was crossing over the Pulaski Bridge. To so get I, on into Queens. To right? get into Queens. So I just finished Brooklyn. I was feeling great, and I told your dad this in an email. I'm thinking, I feel really good, I could be going faster, but you know what? I'm going to slow it down because I don't want to go out too fast and then be dying towards the end of it. And 
so despite feeling good, I slowed down and you saw that in the time. So that wasn't because I was getting tired. It was because I was conscientiously making the decision to do that. Are you drinking water, eating goo, oh, yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. at this point? Well, so how does that work? And how does I'm that basically, I'm doing, uh, when I'm running, you know, I'm grabbing water um, at the aid stations or the water stations, and then they also have Gatorade. So I alternated between water and Gatorade. And you said in a previous podcast mm-hmm. you kind of struggled to do that when you practiced yeah. that. So how was that? Uh, I still struggled. <laughs> I probably got <laughs> you more. You were wearing most of it? Yeah, I got more on my face and my shirt than in my mouth. But I think they were every mile, so it was pretty much if I screwed up one, then I could get another one. Um, it was difficult because I had my timer in one hand, and I had my iPhone um, you know, Velcroed to me, so I was able to grab it when I was running with the other, but it got kind of convoluted once when I was eating a goo at the same time. It, it didn't turn out to be as big a deal as I thought, and I'm really glad I drank them because I was a mess by the end. But yeah, Brooklyn was great. I love Brooklyn. So many people out. I mean, the crowds were just incredible. Feeling really high. I'd say the first half of the marathon was the best 13.1 miles I've ever ran. And I mentally, felt... you're, you're cruising along. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and are, you st- are you thinking at this point, oh my God, I have so many miles still left? No, you know, I'm just thinking, come to mile 17, I've got your beautiful face to see. <laughs> and the beautiful face of all my friends. I was very excited. And then... Well, yeah. so you come over the bridge, you cross into Manhattan. <laughs> Can you look up First Ave? Yeah, I mean, that was uh, something that I was thinking about the whole time up until that. Because Kip had mentioned it, my brother mentioned it. When you get there, you know, you, you feel like an all-star. It was a sunny so day, people. a ton of people were Oh my god, there. it was... Running over the Queensboro Bridge sucked, but when I got there, I was so excited that I messed up my timer that was timing my miles completely oh, no. screwed up yeah completely screwed up my time like my self-timing but at that point i was just like i'm gonna enjoy it i'm not gonna worry about it so you know you get there i mean the crowds were like 15 deep like mm-hmm. right when you cross over and then you're running up and there were just so many people just lining first ab it was incredible um more than other parts of the marathon it felt really great and I was getting ready for, where were you guys? You knew we were on 73rd and 1st, yeah. left-hand side, and so there's a group of us. I know Leona and your brother yeah. and your family were just a little bit further mm-hmm. away from us, but you kind of knew the general vicinity, right? So I knew, I knew where you guys would be, and all I was telling myself running up first half was like, please don't miss them, God. <laughs> like, please, I would feel like the biggest jerk. You're and, hugging the left-hand side. Oh, I was hugging it, and it was tough because you, you just, until you're right on everyone you don't really see them because they're all the faces or whatever and then I forget who it was I saw first but it was someone in the group and I was running and I saw someone and I started to get really excited so I kind of like just naturally jumped and put my arms in the air as if you see my Instagram you'll see the video nice that, slow motion yeah, there, yeah and you had the great video but the the blur it was just I little, was so excited was and so I had good. such adrenaline pumping <laughs> I like didn't think to look and see if it was focused yeah so I got a great slow-mo video of you but oh it was the blurriness I, is just yeah. such a crying shame oh it's such a good photo or video but I saw yeah I saw you guys super excited did that whole thing jumped up and down and then I, like that tired me out a little, but when I was running past you guys, that was where Brian, Leona, and my cousins were, and they didn't know that you guys were in two separate groups, so I kind ah. of missed them. Yeah. 
and when I saw them, I was, I think, perpendicular, and I turned around and, like, pointed at them, and... So you're faced think, exactly the opposite oh, way. Oh, yeah, I was, I was headed back to Staten Island at that point, <laughs> <laughs> and I was running backwards oh, for a couple no. of steps, and it was, again, more jumping around, and then I start to run up First Avenue, and I'm just feeling this pull oh. in my hamstring. It was my left hamstring, and I'm just like, oh, man, I really... I pulled my hamstring, like, doing that, and... I don't regret doing that, but at the same time, and it wasn't so bad that I couldn't run. At that point, it was adrenaline and excitement, so I was going to finish, but it got to be a little much towards the end, unfortunately. So your split time from 15.5 to 18.6, that next 5K to 30 kilometers, mm -hmm. was 7.53 was your average pace there. So a little bit slower, but you were still yeah, cruising along. I was still chugging. Oh, and then... <laughs> And the numbers go up a little oh, bit. God. So you get up close to Harlem. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling there? I knew that some tough stretches were ahead of me. <laughs> oh. I after passing you guys, I was just like I knew my parents would be up there. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, until I get to Central Park, I really don't have a lot to look forward to. And the, I'm a man of the people. I love the Bronx just as much as the next guy. <laughs> I've been to my fair share of Yankees games. In mid to early November, I don't really want to be up there. And there were a lot of people out again, but I'll never forget. I was running, I think it was to the Bronx or whatever, and it was just pretty barren on both sides except for a small smattering of the crowd. And this big, large, very portly woman is just screaming to everyone, Welcome to the Bronx! <laughs> and she had like this sign up that was like, Welcome to the Bronx. And... It, it was inviting, but at the same time, slightly intimidating. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I, I mean, I just kind of died. I think it was one of the bridges that I went over. I remember, like, the specific point where I just was running really slowly and thinking, I never want to run again. And Does your just body hurt? Are you weak at this point? It was, at that point, actually, I was in pain and I was tired and everything, but the one thing that just kept going through my mind was finish the race and don't leave on a stretcher. Because <laughs> I just felt that if I didn't slow down and, like, get more Gatorade and everything, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I could just, You're like... a little bit nervous at that point. Yeah, it was more nervous. Like, if I go in an ambulance, like, do I get a medal? <laughs> Um, where, you a half marathon medal where, at that point. Where do my parents meet me if I'm unconscious? Like, can they identify my body? <laughs> no. Uh, but then and during... you're probably not the only one having this thought. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone no, around you sure. is thinking. But then the other depressing thing was the people that I guess had paced themselves correctly were passing me on both sides. And it was just such a helpless feeling to be running and feeling like you were right there, and then six miles to go, just feeling like you are the slowest creature on planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and You've probably and, never been past running in oh, your life. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, I feel like it was it was like four weeks ago, or five, I was like sitting here saying how I passed the guy in Central Park, and it was just like, you know, oh yeah, I've never been past like running, and like I'm always passing people in Central Park, <laughs> and this was just... You know, God... A humbling experience. Michael, I am spiting you so for your, next, your words. Your next 5K split from 18.6 to 21 and three quarters was 9.22. Yeah. Then it, then it... Not maybe as slow as you would let on, but 
Then it gets a little bit worse. Oh, God. <laughs> From the 35-kilometer mark to the 40-kilometer mark, uh, it took you just under 37 minutes, which is 11.52 pace. <sighs> so this is where, at almost 25, you just passed us for the second time in Central Park, and there's hills along the way. There. Yeah. You know, you passed us, and you looked pretty good, so I don't know if that was acting or... The crowd brings out the best in me, Tim. What can I say? No, I... A man of the people. <laughs> I think it was mile 20. I was... This was when I was dying and people were passing me left and right. I'm not looking in the crowd because I know my parents will be there. And I felt so much shame at that point that what? I was like... Oh, my God. No, it was, it was more personal shame. And I'm going to get to this in a second, addressing all of those thoughts, negative thoughts I had. But anyway... I just was so upset and, like, angry at myself that I didn't want to see my parents. Which, looking back on, sounds really bad. But then I hear, I hear my mom, Michael, keep running! Keep <laughs> running! And I look and I see her, like, waving her arms, like, jumping up and down. And she later told me that I looked better at Br than Brian at that point, which made me feel good, I guess, in retrospect. That'll but, give you a boost. Yeah, I saw her and my dad, and she tried to film me but she was too busy screaming that she never got me in the photo or the video, so... Probably for the best at yeah. that mile, it sounds like. <laughs> exactly. But I saw you guys in Central Park, which was a big boost, and that was probably the best stretch. You were posing, because you knew I was taking pictures. Oh, yeah. I think you were just posing. Yeah, basically. You still slowed down, so... <laughs> going into the finish, your pace for the last, let's call it, mile and a half, mm -hmm. was 10.51. So you picked it up slightly towards the end, but yeah. talk about the finish line experience. <sighs> I mean, what are you thinking at mile 26 when, like, okay, this should be it, but yeah. I got a quarter mile left to go. Well, we rounded the corner, and I think there was, is there's, like, a DJ or an MC at mile 26, and they're like, only .2 miles to go, and that was the longest .2 miles of my life. Imagine. Yeah, but he's screaming to everybody, and I think he called me out, and he's like, America's, like, I know you can run faster, and I was... I tried, and I was able to get over the finish line, and similar to what my brother and Kip mentioned, like, when you pass the finish line, it was just such a war zone of people, like, passed, not passed out, but, like, lying down, and everyone's huddled, and walking, and people are stretching on the sides, and, like, someone vomited right near me, and, you know, you get your, it's kind of like an assembly line, like, you get your medal, they throw you up in front of this poster take your picture and then you keep going and they gave you like a swag bag with apples and granola and so i had some of that and you get one of those like space blankets oh yeah right? space blanket that was nice and then they gave you like a poncho um and i did i would be lying if i didn't debate going into the medical tent just to sit down for a little because you have to walk i think it's like half a mile and they usher you through right like what, yeah. do, what do they say to you uh, it's just like, oh, keep walking, like, don't sit down or you'll cramp, which is true. Um, you know, oh, it's only a little further. And, you know, then you get on to whatever it's, what borders the park? Madison? Central Park West. Yeah, Central Park West. And then I, I think it was one block over. And in between, because you guys were stationed one block over. We city biked around Central Park. Yeah. Um, to go closer to the finish line. I know Leona picked a spot for you guys mm -hmm. to meet. Yeah. But your phone died, right? Yeah. Yeah, my phone died, like, right when I finished, which... So it lasted all 26 Yeah, it, it lasted, and I had a I had a portable charger, which I brought. So that was good. That worked out. I mean, other than that, that aspect. But 
I'll never like I, I finished and I I was in between Central Park West and where I met you guys and I'm sitting on this random Porsche stoop basically like I'm never getting up again <laughs> and there was this girl that was walking very like jaunting down the sidewalk like you know, talking with her dad on the phone, like, oh, it was so much fun, I was, like, looking around at all the buildings, and, like, all of the people were incredible, and I didn't, like, walk once, and I don't feel bad at all, and she was just so upbeat, and I just wanted to, like, in that moment, you know, <laughs> do, uh, I mean, I was just so angry, but, uh, I, I was waiting on, I think it was Amsterdam or something, and we we split up to try to find you, Mm-hmm. And I'd be lying to you if I told you I had got the same impression from you walking down uh, 75th Street or whatever. Yeah. I, I look over and I see <laughs> the space blanket, the white hat, the red Ameritair oh, shirt, and just... Uh, A I shell just, of my former I can former like feel self. the pain oh. even now looking at you yeah. walking down 75th Street there. Yeah, I was a shell of a human being at that moment, yeah. but it was... Looking back on the running aspect and the physical aspect, I wish, and this is getting to all those negative thoughts that I was thinking when I was running and like after being a little negative and just, I guess the pain is obvious, but besides wishing that I'd pace myself better, I do, my one regret is I wish I had enjoyed it in the moment more. Like when I saw you guys on first in the Central Park, like, you know, I saw some people that were running, they would stop and, you know, they'd go over and give a high five or like pose for a picture with their friends and then keep going. And I was just very focused on finishing with a certain time that when that time didn't seem like it was going to happen, which, you know, I'm running, I think it was mile 22 and the 330 marker guy, which in my mind, that was going to be the worst time that I was going to get goes running past me there's no chance that I could keep up with them I was just in such a bad mood at that point and when I finished I was happy to see you guys and I was happy that I finished it but any advice that I could give to someone who's running it just enjoy it more and don't focus so much on the time that seems like an impossible thing to do especially as a first timer you, know? yeah. you focus so hard and training so long on a That's certain true. goal and you've heard you don't ever want to stop right I know you heard that yeah. multiple times mm -hmm. so I can see why you just you wanted to keep your head down. Mm -hmm. So let's talk finishing numbers. So the final number, not quite your goal, but still an incredible time. Mm -hmm. Three hours, 41 minutes, and 18 seconds, which comes to an average mile pace of 827. Yep. If I run two miles at an 830 pace, I'm pretty proud of myself. Oh, Tim, so that's stop an, it. That's an incredible accomplishment. Oh, well, I appreciate that. For 26.2 miles, hitting all five boroughs. So yep. to continue the stat line... There were a total of 51,995 entrants in this year's marathon. The winner was at 2 hours and 7 minutes at an average pace of 4 minutes and 53 seconds a mile. Just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> the overall place you came in was 6,922nd, oh. which is in the 86th percentile. Okay. Now, out of all males, which was a total of 30,283 entrants, mm -hmm. you finished in... 5,261st, oh. which is the 82nd percentile. Oh. Now, I don't have the total um, number of participants in your age bracket, but for ages 25 to 29, you came in 646th. Okay. So I I'll think that's that. the second biggest demographic just yeah. before 30 to 34, I think, from what I looked up, but I don't have the exact numbers there. Mm -hmm. um, 
So since 2010... Whoa, now we're going way back. There was this nice analytical tool I'd recommend everyone check out. I played around with it for about 20 minutes today. The average time for males between the ages of 18 to 29, the average overall time, mm -hmm. is 4.13. Wow, okay. So you're a full 32 minutes ahead of pace. Oh, man. Could have ran, ran it backwards. Which is pretty amazing. <laughs> they haven't uploaded the stats on that tool from 2016 yet, yeah. so then you could do a little bit more apples to apples. They do a temperature analysis, all this kind of stuff. So I recommend everyone, everyone check it out. Now, there were a handful of celebrities that ran in the 2016 New York City oh. Marathon. Um, so, I know it beat Tiki Barber. Yes, that was going to be one of them. So Tiki Barber finished in a time of four hours and 28 minutes. God. A little surprising. I, I knew I always hated him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's a terrible giant. And you crushed him. I could have I ran running or been a running back for the Giants. <laughs> So I didn't know a ton of the guys on this list, even though they were celebrities, according to the one website. Mm -hmm. But um, the producer of the show, Catfish, on MTV. Oh, oh yeah, Neve. His what name's a, Neve Nev? Shulman. Yeah, Neve Shulman. He finished in three hours and 21 minutes. Oh, God. He's a little bit ahead of you. This one was pretty cool. So the soccer player, Raul, a singular name, his full name is Raul Gonzalez Blanco, who played at Real Madrid for 16 years. Whoa. He scored 102 goals for the Spanish national team and was runner-up for the Ballon d'Or Trophy, which is the best soccer player on the planet for a year. He was runner-up in 2001. He finished at a time of 3 hours and 26 minutes. Oh, I was right there. So a world-class soccer player who retired, I'm going to say, I think it was 7 years ago, something like that. So he's not, you know, he's yeah, not a 60-year-old guy. It's not Pele we're good talking shape. about. Yeah. He beat you by 15 minutes, oh, and God. that was pretty Damn. close. You're just, you're making me wish I could go back to that day. Okay, now to run give you a little ego a little boost. Well, next year then. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, the winner of Top Chef All-Stars, his name is Richard Blaise. Maybe someone can correct me if there's any viewers out there. All our finished, Top Chef fans. <laughs> he finished at a time of 4 hours and 47 minutes. Okay. This is the last one I have for you. Sean Astin. Who's... Known as uh, Samwise Ganji in Lord of the Rings. Oh. Better known in the part of Rudy in the movie Rudy. Oh, yeah. Finished in a time of six hours and two minutes. Oh, my God. So, Sean is a little out of shape from his yeah, football playing wow. days, I think. That would not work for the Notre Dame football team. So, to think you ran alongside uh, the likes of Raul and T.J. Yeah. Barber. Hey, I'm feeling a little better around myself yeah, now. Thanks I mean, for that, Tim. There were a lot of times that were certainly behind you in the 86th percentile. Could have been a lot worse. So I want to talk a little bit about the week after. Mm -hmm. You were good and you were a trooper and you went out to the bar with us after. I did. You socialized after lying down for a little bit. That might have been harder than the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, when I finished the marathon, I totally, I was, a, again, a shell of a person, took a shower was at Leona's, I just lay down in her bed, and then people were coming over to her apartment for, like, a post-marathon party, and... They were, like, leading, reading you your last ride. Yeah, people were coming visiting in... Visiting hours. One by one, it was like, Mike, I'm so, so sorry for your so body's pain. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it was great. Like, everyone, or a fair amount of the Miles by Mike squad came over, yeah. had some drinks. I didn't drink a ton, but then we went out to the bar... I had some great Chinese food that night. That was very tasty. And then, Your stomach could handle that? Yeah, no stomach, stomach felt good. I That was the other really good thing was I didn't have any stomach or, you know, issues of that matter when right. running, good. which I was really concerned about. But 
day after, couldn't walk downstairs, took a day off. It was very painful. Um, next day, feeling a little better. I wasn't able to make our soccer game. I think it was on that Thursday. Did we have soccer that week? Yeah, we did. We did. I didn't make it. But then I ran, I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. When was your first run? How far did you go? Yeah. How did you feel? You know, I it was the, the first run was that weekend. I did five on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it was so nice to just go out and be like, oh, five miles. I'm not going to time myself. I'm just going to do it at a relaxed pace. It felt like it was a minute. I, I mean, I guess when you run 26.2, everything seems a lot shorter. Mentally, it must be so much easier. Yeah. Oh, it's just oh five it was. Miles. Yeah. I, and weather was nice. I was running. I actually ran on Allwood a little. Nice. Almost ran by the old house. The old hood. Yeah, because I, I was going to my uncle's house that weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, got right back on the horse, trying to stay relatively or in relatively marathon shape, but we'll see. Are you eating as much as you were in preparation? Is that a hard thing to die? Yeah, back? no, not as much. Uh, I mean, I always eat a lot, but yeah, you always I'm, yeah, I'm. I think I'll probably. I tried running, uh, like ten miles this past Thursday, but my knee was hurting a little. This is a separate issue, uh, and we had basketball or I had the basketball tournament on Friday. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably run, like, a long run this weekend to just keep it going, but, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really ran a long distance longer than six miles since. So I think you have some bets to settle with a couple of folks out there. Yeah, this was, oh, man. Well, so, let me think of all the bets that I made. (laughs) Um, Brian would be the first one that comes to mind. I know that. You owe Jonas something. I owe Jonas a nice bath. I I texted him the day after. A saying, bath? Yeah. He requested... I someone was making someone dinner. No, he's making... He would have made me dinner. Oh. I think he's still going to do it because he's a nice guy. Okay. Right, Jonas? Calling him out publicly. <laughs> but, yeah, I owe him a bath, back rub. Um, I owe Brian... I think he gets hit me over the head with a foot-long sub. Did we make a bet? All I remember is if you, oh, I never did it. I think I was going to get you a 7-Eleven coffee and a 7-Eleven slice of pizza. No, we did do it. Didn't we? I remember distinctly making a bet about I have to dip pizza. Yeah, I know. It was going to be that night, though, and I kind of forgot. I was so caught up with everything else. But there was a 7-Eleven night right next to the bar. We should have done it. Get you a nice cheese pizza. Yeah. Dip it in a little coffee. You know, I'm so disappointed in myself. I'll... I'll do it anyway. All right. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> Next time we're out late. It won't be as satisfying as splashing in the face with water. Oh, that yeah. That was just a great moment for me personally. Yeah. So, last and final question. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do another marathon? Well, which one are we signing up for, Tim? <laughs> this, I was not expecting that. Oh, my, my next goal is not to break 330, but to run marathons with my friends so I'm trying to, I know I've been talking with Trent, I was talking with Brian, I we should get, I think D.C. next year would be a good, good start for you, Tim. Oh, God. A, it would be a nice build-up for New York. What have I done? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think D.C., I was looking at, my sister's actually moving down there next year. Oh, nice, good for her. Yeah, I don't know if I told you that, but 
I think that I was looking at LA, but I don't know about that. That's like in March. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely running it again, Temp. It almost sounds like you got the bug. Oh yeah, I mean it. It was, and I know that most marathons aren't going to live up to like New York, but it it just felt so good to be out there running. Like the first twenty were great, and to be honest, as painful as the last six miles were. I just want to do it and crush it and not feel the way that I felt after this first one. Like, I want to overcome that. Keep the pace. Keep the pace. So I'm going to. Well, congratulations again. Timmy. It's an incredible accomplishment, especially your first one. I appreciate it. Uh, AmeriCares thanks you for raising all that money. So uh, hopefully we can get you on the docket again maybe next year and you... You keep the, the momentum going. Hey, you know, I've been emailing back and forth with Holly. We're, uh, I think we're going to try and do, I mentioned to you, a hockey tournament for AmeriCares yeah. coming up. If any of you are interested, let me know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was an incredible experience. AmeriCares, thank you so much. Organizing all of the events for the runners, helping with the fundraising, coordinating everything. Cannot thank the organization enough. Really great people for a really great cause. Tim, thank you. Thank you to all my friends, family. Everyone that supported me meant a lot throughout the process. Was happy to bring you this podcast as well and give everyone a little update on how training was and how the marathon went. And I'm excited to bring you another podcast coming up. It will not be Miles by Mike. But there will be something coming up. Uh, I've been working on something in my spare time. I'm going to try and get it out there in a couple of weeks. I will keep all of you updated. But until then, going to need everyone to keep those hamstrings stretched, hydrate, get ready for their first marathon. Don't go out too fast. And we'll talk soon.